So when we look back through the years and we look at not only our own, what was then our startups, but obviously now well-established businesses, and we also look through at the clients that we advise, one of the key questions are raising funds. When is the right time to raise capital? Our viewpoint on this is not the cookie cutter approach that most analysts will go down. And the reason why that's the case is because really some of the advice we received in our first few years of our startup and the advice we received was all around scale. We needed scale and we needed to have a plan set in place that was going to show the investors how we were going to grow and how we were going to achieve scale with the ability for multiple returns. Therefore, the investors had a way that they could cash out of the investment. Whilst the allure of additional funds was extremely attractive to us in the first few years, we resisted. We tell all of our clients today to resist, and it's a very clear reason. It's not because you obviously, we always hear these stories where investors come in, try to get as much as they can, as cheap as possible. And yet that is always a bit of a concern. The earlier you do get investment, the more of a percentage you do need to give up. But that's not the reason why we say investment shouldn't be had initially. The reason why we say investment shouldn't be had initially is because it removes all of your flexibility. We find, especially with our software solution, Dextrous, if we had have received funding in the first 12 months and we were offered funding initially, we would never have been able to evolve the software how we have over the last eight years. Because by not receiving funding, we didn't have to stick to a clear plan. We were able to massage our product and our offering to the marketplace based upon what our feedback was being received in the real world. When we went up to a client and we were trying to pitch our product and our service, and our clients would come back and say, that's great, but if it could do this and this, then we definitely would want it. If we had to go back to an investment committee and say, we're now gonna pivot our product and we're gonna slightly move to the left or to the right to suit these new market opportunities that we're identifying, instantly the investors are going to put the brakes on and say, hang on a second, we had a very clear plan and goal and we're going to stick to that because this is where we want to get to. And the investor themselves isn't wrong for thinking this way because they have put their hard-earned money into this concept with a very set structure of a business plan and a way that's going to be achieved. It's just in the real world, this doesn't always play out that way. And the majority of the time from what we see, it hardly ever plays out that way at all. It's all about massaging your product, massaging your offering in the early stages to ensure that you get the maximum amount of investment for the minimal amount of percentage you need to give away at the right time. Because when you do receive investment and it is at the right time, you do have a proven track record, you've got revenue coming in, 
you no longer have a limited amount of investors that are interested in. One of the earlier podcasts, we talk about who your customers are. And there's a range of different customers from your innovators to early adopters and so on. It's quite similar when you look at the investment world. You have a range of different investors. And at the early stage, which are your innovators and your early adopters, there's a lot less of them. What you want to get is that early majority and late majority investor, the same as you would from a customer type when you're looking at, okay, who's going to want my product and services? You want to get the investor that may be less risk adverse, however, has the foresight, the connections, the capital to be able to put the right amount of money into your business to take it to the next level. We had a very clear standard ourselves with both our startups back then obviously with our startups one we've raised significant funding on on the second business we've been able to merge into a much larger practice and it all comes down to we wanted to prove to ourselves first that our product our service our business was a sustainable model that could be repeated year on year before we even looked at funding And I understand that this is controversial in the sense that we've all been taught, no matter what your business is, you come up with your concept, you get your team around you, and then you go out there, try to find funding. And we really challenge this ideology because we don't believe it works. And we believe all that happens is you have businesses that spend more time trying to raise funds and trying to convince investors why they should invest in their business, their concept, their idea, with no proven track record. And it's really difficult because if you do find that investor, they're going to want a really large chunk of your business. And again, they're justified in wanting a large chunk of your business because you really have not much to go off apart from an idea and a handful of different clients. So understanding the right time to get investment is key. Because we've seen so many businesses that have fantastic ideas, waste 12, 24 months going around the country trying to raise funds instead of looking at their product and how they can better their product. And all that happens is they have their competition that comes up and they're actually, the competition's doing what they should be doing, hitting the ground, trying to sell the product, trying to get media attention. Because once all of that happens, investors will come to you. And that's the position you want to be in. The team are always happy to have any up and coming entrepreneurs or uh, individuals that have great ideas. Uh, If you have any questions and you'd like to pick our brain on anything, feel free to reach out and get in contact.